to the Mile High Podcast Reviews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. My name is James Thomas, and welcome to a review show from the Mile High Podcast. Uh, to knock this out, uh, right, right, knock this out of the way right away. We are smoking tonight from Native Roots, right near the airport. We are smoking Jack Flash, rolled in a blunt form by us. It was a homemade rolled blunt, so that is what we're smoking. We won't stay too much in it, but when you hear smoking sounds, that's what's happening on the show. Um, Homemade, artisanal, crafted with love. Crafted with love, exactly. Uh, With me, as you can hear, is Chris Law, and... Hey, Chris. And Nancy Wilson is with us again. Hello. Hello, Nancy. Uh, Dave is not with us because, quite honestly, Dave didn't come see the movie. But look forward to his review of The Irishman, which is coming out in the next week or so. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about other things outside the movie. But we're here specifically to talk about Frozen 2. Frozen 2, to give a brief summary, Frozen, if you've never heard of it, was a movie that came out in 2012 that turned out to be kind of a big hit. Like, only maybe the... I think there was like a song. Yeah, something had to go along with it. Chris is going to check my facts. I can see it on his face to make sure that I'm I'm just trying to think 2012. 2012. I'm going to say it came out in 2012. That sounds early. Seven years? I'm going to say 2014. Yeah, 2014 may be right. I'm going to say, I don't know, because... It may have only been five years, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with 2012. Point is, Frozen is was a worldwide phenomenon. 2013. So oh, there you go. It was there you go. So uh, worldwide phenomenon, story of two sisters who, uh, based off the story of the Ice Queen, except it has nothing to do with the actual story of the Ice Queen. <laughs> it's just another ice. It's just, uh, Hans Christian Andersen once wrote a story about a queen <laughs> and ice. Right. This movie is also yeah. about a queen and ice. So, uh, yeah, long story short, although Olaf explains it, long story short, the best way in Frozen yeah, 2. It's hard to top it. It's hard yeah. to top it, but here's my thing. Uh, Frozen starts off, two sisters, one of them has magic, the other one's just adorable. They take over the kingdom of Arendelle after their parents disappear on a ship and die. No. One of them has magic powers. But the sister that doesn't have magic powers doesn't know that she has magic powers. So she doesn't know why her sister's all standoffish. You have to explain Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. She locked herself in a room for... Like, ever. Forever. They went and built a snowman together. And, uh... When she gets out, she gets... Elsa uh, gets out. She becomes... No, the parents die. She becomes... Uh, Nancy will explain The Ice it. Queen becomes the queen of the town, and nobody knows that... Or of the country, whatever. Nobody knows that she has these powers. And There's she's no afraid that Delsa they will country. figure it out. And then... Norway's a country. Um, the little sister wants to get married, and she announces it at this party, and the Ice Queen was like... No, and freaks out and has like a panic attack, and it causes her to like turn things into ice. So now everybody knows she's a queen, or I mean, has these magic powers, and she runs off. She sings that famous song, and then her sister comes to look for her. And you know, there's like classic. I like that we're taking this much time explaining. Yeah, I don't know how we got that far. Frozen was not like like, the biggest. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So I just wanted to preset the characters. We get it. Yeah, they, they and we're clearly we not. Cut that part. We're not great at describing movie no. plots. Yeah, that was terrible. 
That is I definitely something we should have checked before we did this. It was complicated. Then I, I started explaining it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's like when somebody says, define the word the. I'm like, oh, I really have to think about that. Right. <laughs> um, so let's see if we can describe this movie that we literally just watched slightly better. Um, to let you know, we're going to talk about spoilers because, by God, if you're listening to this, you clearly have seen the movie. You're not waiting for our recommendation to see the movie, but if you're waiting for our recommendations, I'll say it right now. Go see the fucking movie. It's a great... Yeah. It's a great movie. Uh, Yeah, so basically, we start off the story. Uh, Elsa has been queen of Arendelle for quite a little bit now, and uh, we start off with the exposition song of... uh... Oh, actually, that's not how we start off. We start off with them as little kids. We get to see their parents again. We see Anna and Elsa... Mm -hmm. No, you're... Well, I'm already bad. Yeah, I'm no. already bad. We'll just assume everybody so much for the saw it. Right. Damn. Damn. We were at. If not, go see it and then come see it. Right, right. So, so okay. it, we like it. That's it. Good talking to you. See you next week. <laughs> um, no. So, yeah, not too much of a story description. You get a little bit of flashback when Elsa and Anna Elsa are younger. We learn a little bit more mm-hmm. about her, their parents, which is really cool. But then we break into nowadays. It's after the events of Frozen, the whole town... Literally knows that Elsa has magic powers. It's become second nature. And Anna decides that she is going to sing a song about how their whole world is perfect and nothing ever, ever is going to change. Which obviously means things are going to change. Absolutely. Like, there are specific cues in that song about things that I didn't even know were up for grabs in this movie. It was, yeah. yeah. Like, I knew there were a couple things up for grabs. I definitely knew that Anna and Elsa were going to grow a little bit and have some part where they were separated in this movie. That was not... But there's a couple lines that are in that song that I was like, I didn't think, you know, that this was as it spoils. I'll say it. There's this line where they specifically said, the flag of Arendelle will always fly. And as soon as they said that, I was like, oh, no. Something is truly bad going to happen to Arendelle because... Why else would they put in a song about how everything's perfect and never going to change? Very true. So we've now reestablished all our characters. Anna's pretty happy. Anna's uh, Anna's pretty happy. Elsa seems pretty happy thus far. Yeah. Olaf's Olaf's a little conflicted. Olaf's, because yeah, he's getting older. It's hard. He's having you know? an, like an existential crisis. Which. Of some kind. Uh, Olaf's existential crisis would be a movie in itself that I would watch. Oh, I'd watch that. They should make that. Yeah, so uh, he's there. Kristoff, a secondary character who had some importance in the movie, and has the, yeah. And <laughs> once again, I think he he's basically their lift driver. Kristoff uh, yeah. has a story. Uh, he wants to. <laughs> he he appears in the movie. He is part of the movie. He wants to marry Anna, and he doesn't know how to do it. So he's trying to ask his reindeer's help for proposal. But yeah, I think... And he has this great power... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, you. No, 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 that's fine. All right. Yeah, he has a great power ballad. <laughs> he does. We get, yes. Yeah, yeah. That ends up that ends up being set up well. Kristoff, though, I, I mean, I generally uh, enjoy the actor, Jonathan Graff, right? Is that his name? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. Yeah, he was on Glee and he played... Uh, he was the king in Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, okay. That I was not aware of. But yeah, I mean, I, I like it sets it up pretty quickly, just kind of, it doesn't spend too long dwelling on, like, this is everything that's changed now. I like that it does kind of set up, it's like, yeah, right. it's been a couple years, status quo is more or less the same, people are fine with 
Elsa having ice powers. Yeah, they've they've totally and they, everybody loves uh, Olaf in the town. They're not who wouldn't love Olaf. They're not weird that a sentient snow being is walking around their town. They become comfortable with it, which for the rest of the premise of the movie shows how weird it was that they were uncomfortable with magic because magic is a huge theme of this movie. And for everyone being super comfortable with Olaf, I, I think a preconception that people weren't going to like magic <laughs> jumped a little too far ahead in this movie. So, um, Well, the problem is, I'd say, and it's going on to what happens later on in the movie, but you could say it's due to the conflict between the people of the North and Arendelle, but the people in Arendelle wouldn't remember that. Right. So it doesn't make as much sense that that would be... Which is weird because it's been like 35 years because they know people who are still yeah. um, So we'll, we'll just address that conflict real quick. I mean, the main overarching story, uh, was part of this story, is there is a uh, mythical woods with a big fog that no one can cross. No one's ever been able to cross. Uh, <laughs> so for some reason, the people of Arendelle, think about it, they've lived 35 years with just this foggy place, like the <laughs> end of a board map on a, on a game where they just... <laughs> Every time they walk in it, they get kicked back out. I mean, literally with a great Olaf spam of yeah, just getting good kicked. Side gag. Yeah, a great side gag of him getting kicked back out. But so it, it's a separation of uh, the North and where Arendelle is right now. And it goes back to a story that their father, uh, Anna and Elsa's father, was telling him in the beginning about a mythical forest that he visited with his father when he was a kid. And. The people of Arendelle helped the 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 uh, Native Americans or the native. They were not Americans. The natives in that land who dealt with magic and everything. They There's helped, a clear parallel here, though. Yeah. In the indigenous people of the north. They went in and they helped them build a dam in a place where it's, where there's magic, which. I thought it was really strange because yeah, with like, magic... Yeah, I mean, like, here's this gift of yeah. a dam for some reason. But yeah. So anyways... But yeah, so we basically have your, your main thrust for the story. It's like you have these two different societies that are apart. And so you have, of course, Anna and Elsa, because Elsa gets a call to go up there, and so they head north. And I, I do like, even though it is kind of like a cliche story, I was wondering what they would do... With Frozen 2, because it's one of those, it could the original could have easily been really self-contained. Right. Yeah. And it's, they didn't go for the most in-depth story, but I like it did set up, all right, here's a reason for us to go and do something new. Right. Yeah. I mean, when your most hyped up song from the movie is basically just justifying why there's a Adventure. sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and well. yeah, I, I think that's, I, I think it's, I think it's good because it was, it does regardless of what people think of this movie, I don't think it was a forced setup as far as adventure goes or as no. far as a movie goes. Um, I feel like it was. It made a lot of sense. It made a lot of sense that it was drawing Elsa in, and she just couldn't resist the call of this, the sirens call uh, that she specifically defines it as. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I have some issues with Elsa. You know. Yeah, what's your Elsa issues? You know me. I, Elsa, to me, she just always feels sorry for herself. And I get that she's had a lot of stuff happen, and she's a curse or, or magical powers, depending on how you look at it. But also, all that stuff that she feels sorry about herself for happened to Anna, and she has no magical powers or parlor tricks to do to cheer everybody up. 
And so... Yeah, uh, but she, she's an introvert. She just, you know, she wants to stay inside. She doesn't want to be a queen. She's just, just a little... wants to build snowmen. Yeah. Even the Christmas special, which I admit I watched, even in that, she ties it all back into her curse being the reason that, like, they don't have a Christmas tradition or whatever. And so it's like, everything can't always be your fault, and even though that happened, Anna still also doesn't have a Christmas tradition, and you're the older sister. Like, you can't just go walk off. big question that I have. There's a couple things that got, are my issue in the movie. Because the curse wasn't, or because this veil was not set up a hundred years ago, we do run into specific things. One of those specific things is that some of the guards from Arendelle that we meet once they cross the mm -hmm. barrier into this other, <coughs> into the north, um, are still alive. You know, they know people who are still in Arendelle. It's been like, I think it's been like 30 years, maybe. At yeah. the most, maybe twenty five years. Yeah. So it does set up a few different questions, like. No, it had to be like thirty years because mm. Anna and Elsa had to be in their twenties. They they say thirty five, like thirty five years. Yeah, I, th years. I thought they. Yeah, <laughs> even then though, legend the the fear of, uh, the adults should know something about it. Like the really the old, old people, people should, should know. Remember. Yeah, something about what happened. But, but I mean, at that point, after thirty five years, because you look at. Since they have a camera at the end, it's 1800, something like that. You right. might just have, it's like, all right, we don't know what's up north. As far as they know, you just had a party go up there, and basically nobody came back up. Right, but nobody's so gone up north don't... in 35 yeah, years? But maybe the thing is that they've just been trained. It's not safe to go into the fog. Yeah. And Arendelle doesn't seem like an expansionist, like, warring kingdom. I could see them right. just being like, oh, some bad shit happened up there. And they're going to stay down here and... And they are on the sea, and so they yeah, are they a seafaring kingdom. From yeah, the first one. Mm -hmm. which which explain. I mean, she was really easy to go up and build an ice castle up there before anybody ran into any kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So basically, we've got all our main characters. They have now moved into the north. So we got Kristoff, we got Sven, we got Olaf, we got Anna, uh, and we got Elsa, and they're they're up and they're learning about these indigenous people. Uh, that I know have a name. I do not remember what they're called, but they have names of their own kind of thing. Um, and they're learning the history of this battle that took place after the bridge was made. Like So Arendelle, for everybody who tra traveled to the north, magic wasn't a surprise. They, they, they got up there and they were introduced to a group of people who worked in a co coalition with... The plants and the trees and the waters and the spirits. versions of avatars without yeah. tails. Yeah. <laughs> and so these people understood how to communicate and everything. It was, it was really well. Big blow up after the bridge. A battle ensues. And uh, the magic of the land locks off the land. But they left Anya on in because they call her and there's a reason she's supposed to be there. She's still chasing this voice. Let's see, it, I, I will say this, so even though it's the, the main conceit of the movie, that's one of the biggest issues I have with turning it into, and, yeah, I mean, we've gone this far, of course, so obviously people know spoilers, but the biggest thing is that it's what the internet was thinking. It basically becomes also the last airbender. Right. Which... That's <laughs> adorable. It, it, What's wrong I, with I, that? You know, but, I mean, it works, <laughs> but the thing is, like, as its own movie, I think it would have been fine... To me, the biggest thing, it doesn't feel like it meshes as well with the first movie. 
that it's like you get this one power which seems to be ice is already a water power and I'm like right. and and I liked it and yeah. it worked but it just with the second movie I see it your just, point I see your point because I when I saw the leaves I thought so it's either going to be seasonal or elements based but my assumption is that she would be winter or ice not a conduit for everything. Yeah, that was a tough... There was no implication at that time she had any control over air or water. I understand the marketing of the little fire, like, newt that they brought in. That's brilliant. They'll sell a thousand of those little fire newts. Good for them. But to my degree, if you're going to do that, I would have liked to see the other elements, the representation of the other elements in a human form, or at least... A creature-based form. Like, what was well, wind? Was, wind was just wind leaves. Was wind. It was Gale. It was Gale, yeah. Well, and that's why it doesn't completely make sense. So it's, she doesn't have control over the powers. She basically just talks to control, them. <laughs> controls these avatars of them. And I'm like you. I'm like, it would have been more interesting if you maybe had a different person for right. each of them. Because yeah. otherwise it just it doesn't completely make sense where it's like, oh, you have ice powers yeah. and now you control the avatars of the other four elements. Right. Yeah. Like, I liked the movie, but it was just like... Yeah, yeah. There were, there were a couple of things about the way they've decided to establish magic in a universe. Yeah. You know, and it, it, I, to, to a degree, when you create... When your universe is initially created with in their mind, no magic, and you create, give one creature magic. Yeah. Usable magic. And we're not counting the rock trolls, because the rock trolls are just exposition trolls. I love the rock trolls. I wish they had a song in this movie. They do not. But they're just expedition, uh, you know, exposition trolls. They're really nothing else. So I'm going to talk to rocks about my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... <laughs> he, uh... So for them to set it up, it's hard to create a, a, an aura of what all the magic is around it. Because in the first movie, it was just Elsa. Elsa had yeah. magic. Nobody else knew what that was going on. So my biggest problem in this movie is kind of how the magic communicates. You know, because it made nothing special between her. Because if you look at the point of the movie, and the point, the overarching uh, drama in the movie, just the, we're going to tell the story of the dam real quick. And then we'll go back to the focus. Mm. Here's how the dam works. Like I said, they built the dam to help the magic people. And then everybody fought. And so, but later in the movie, we learned that Elsa and Anna's grandfather didn't necessarily build the dam to help people. He actually built it to keep the water and hold, contain the magic, you know, to to use man's force over this magic and overpower these indigenous people is basically what he did. But not not so much... Scared. He was scared of the magic. Yeah. Well, because the dam would make them dependent on Arendelle. Yeah. And it's kind of what you see anytime you have people expanding into areas where there's a native population. You bring in something, it's like, oh, we're making your life better. But right. then that thing, now you're also dependent on either person. Yes, but, they're, but, they're, but his specific purpose, like, sometimes I think that you go in, like, especially yeah. in Westward Expansion. I, you know, I hate to be an, an American and do that, but I don't think everything they intended to do was to put a foot on top of an indigenous people, but it just ended up happening. This guy, this villain, the, the main guy, if anything closest to a villain is uh, Anna and Elsa's grandfather. He knew what it was going to do, yeah. and he purposely did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so I, uh, that is the story. Of, that's, the, that's kind of their main bad guy that they need to work out. But... Going back to what I was saying before, the reason that I think it's weird that they needed a conduit as Elsa between the magical forces 
is in their own story, that indigenous tribe was super chill already with the magical people. They didn't need to communicate. Yeah, they well, didn't need an in-between. And, and that's why it didn't quite make sense at the end, because it's just her being in tune with them, and it's like the way they describe that tribe, and it's like, so she can just do what all of them did anyway. <coughs> right. So she just seems superfluous there. She's just like, better. oh, you can do what we do, and, and you make ice. Right. Cool. She's yeah. just a little bit better at it than them, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's... Well, she can hold the lizard. I don't think they can. Yeah. She calms it. I guess, I mean, I see that part of it. Like, she calms the lizard because she's so cold mm-hmm. and he's fire. Like, that made sense. Yeah. But there were other parts that I'm like, but they, they didn't need her before this. They're all psychics, but she's a medium. You know what I mean? She's like, like that next level communicating. She has a little bit more power, but not enough to make it like... They were doing pretty fine when they didn't have an Elsa. Now, what she more represents and what both the both daughters actually represent is the bridging of people. You know what I mean? That uh, all, all of her uh, magic isn't as important as the lineage of her mother being a uh, woman from this tribe, an important yeah. woman from this tribe, and her father being the king of Arendelle. It was their joining that made them the most powerful, made Anna and Elsa the most powerful beings in there, whether or not they had magic. So, I mean, that part of the story was cool, but the the necessity of having, you know, Elsa there to communicate with the magic just didn't work out with their overarching what they were trying to say. Like, these people were already fine without Elsa there. Um, Couple (laughs) quick questions. Did Elsa find a girlfriend? Nah, I think that's just the internet looking for something. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> it's just... for as much as people like to talk about how it's empowering, I also think there's this part of me who's like, the fact that the implication is she needs anybody at all, yeah. she's going through this thing that she has to work through, she has to take care of herself right now. She clearly, as I've said before, she's not happy with, you know, I mean, maybe she is now, maybe now she could find a relationship, but no. I think that that's just filler. All right, here's my argument, because I'm going to say yes, and you guys can tell me while I'm wrong, okay? But there's a couple... I like that you ask the question just to establish, like, all right. I just wanted you guys to know. I wanted you... I'm not saying she's not gay, and I'm not saying that that isn't going to end up being her girlfriend, but I am saying it shouldn't matter, especially in the context of this story. And, and, it, and it doesn't, but here's here's my arguments why that was Elsa's girlfriend and why she at least will set up as an important character, even though I can't remember her name. I want to say Honeymead? Honeymouth? It was something, it was like, something that. like that. It was honey, so, something, yeah. Yeah, so there's a couple of things they do. Uh, the people who like Disney a lot or just half-ass pay attention, who have heard of Frozen know the question of not, whether or not uh, uh, that uh, Elsa is a gay queer icon. Here's my argument in that movie. They specifically took time for them to show Anna being obsessed about marrying a prince and having that perfect life. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I need any of that. She wasn't interested in getting married. She's That is not the kind of prince she is. They established that really early in the beginning, probably to help set up who they each are in the rest of the movie, Anna and Kristoff getting married and Elsa just kind of doing her own thing. But the Honeymead character, I will say, here's what they've done. She had no other lines except a conversation that had no point with Elsa except to show that they are compatible and communicate. Why would you give that character a name? 
why did you put that conversation in there? It didn't help the storyline at all. It was just Elsa getting yeah. along with somebody that outside of her group of people. It gave more exposition about her going up north. And, like, I kind of get what you're saying, but... It humanized it's, the tribe, yeah. or the village yeah. of magical people, because we don't have any connection to any of yeah. them yet. So It, it was an that? exposition conversation, and it's... Yeah. You know, if they went somewhere with their character in the future, then, okay, right now, no, it's... If it becomes a love interest later, then okay. But Disney, if they were going to do something like that, they're not going to do a half measure. They would have actually done something like that. I think anything more is just the internet shipping, basically. If Disney was going to do that, Disney's not going to half-ass. They would just be like, oh, here's Elsa's girlfriend. And again, it it doesn't matter in this No, it doesn't. I just think the conversation... Why she had it with Elsa? Elsa does not have a lot. Think about all the time that you've seen Elsa. She does not like talking to anybody. It's, yeah, it's anybody. Yeah, but she liked talking to that girl. Yeah. But I anyway. think that's the internet shipping something because it's what the internet wants. If Disney yeah. was going to do something, they wouldn't be like, and oh, don't here's a subtle clue. And don't pretend it's not something you would want, too. Yeah, I think Elsa deserves yeah. a girlfriend. No, I think, I think she does. I think it's a good representation. I'm all about... Positive representation. If they did that, that would be yeah. great. But I think reading anything into that movie, it's it's the internet shipping because it's what they want. Yep. Well, if Dave was here, he would agree with me. So we'll call that an even debate. Okay, let's do some other fun things in here. What about a uh, Kristoff song? Kristoff was it a song <laughs> that Kristoff's character altogether? What did you think? It's superfluous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is a shame, because you could have done something, in, like, there was potential for something interesting, but they, they sidelined him very quick. Now, the song, like, that was one of those, as, as a lot of my friends with kids have said, that's the one for the dads who are taking the daughters out. They're right. like, hey, here, here's an 80s power ballad for you. You only got, like, 40 minutes left to go. And Lost like, the, I liked it. Yeah, Lost in the Woods is not a bad song. The Weezer yeah. covers are actually kind of really... reminded me of, like, Shrek, though, the way they would do, like, you know, have a random character sing at the end of a movie. Yeah. It reminded me of one of those videos, Donkey singing. Yeah. I have to admit, it I is, like It is getting song. slightly close to DreamWorks territory. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. As long as we don't have any side-eyed animals. Right. No, that's fair. But I... Um, damn it, I forgot what I was saying. Kristoff, in my mind, is a conduit for Sven. I was going to say, I like Sven more than Kristoff. And that's what it is. Kristoff, they just decided instead of making a talking reindeer, they just had a human, they just created... That talks for him. That talks for him, yeah. Which actually... Well, then, here's the thing. How come Kristoff and that guy from the Magic Land can talk to reindeer and nobody else can? See, I'm shipping those two, personally. Like, you know, he, he, has the, he has the connection you know, with Anna, but yeah. there was I something mean, he's, there. He's really hesitant for as much as he's known her for like two years. He can't figure out how to ask her to marry him. And, right. you know, and I've seen Brokeback Mountain. I know what it's like when you're taking care of animals. You he and Kristoff could be out there, some nice, like, caribou uh, sheets. I'm sure. Hanging out with, with why the would they, wait, why would they? Why would they use caribou sheets? That seems kind of... <laughs> Fucked up to their reindeer well, friends. They, well, they don't reindeer. show that part of the movie. Yeah, they're I mean, they, not caribou. I don't, they're, they're not. Like, no, these aren't yeah. caribou. They're they're not keeping the reindeer angry. around just for work. It's it's the unseemly part they well, don't show you. But nice reindeer sheets. 
Christoph has been known. Christoph wears leather. Chris, established. Yeah. yeah, Christoph has. He's been a sta- leather daddy. That's. See, people were well, looking at the lesbian connection, name. and we've been missing it all along. He was established as he was established as going against nature's laws in the first movie. So this and is this not a the surprise. Where everybody thought he was proposing to the reindeer too. And yeah. Oh, there's there's a lot going on there. Yeah. That's going to come in the uh, direct to Disney Plus sequels. Yeah, <laughs> Christoph and Sven, the early years. Yeah, you can put that out. So, oh God, I just and then kind of going back to our last episode with the Disney how Plus. How long do Ranger live? Because Sven is as old as Christoph, and in my mind, that doesn't seem right. Rangers I don't know. Reindeer seem like something they'd probably be. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, now I have to look. But uh, no. You're gonna say something about Disney Plus. 20. Well, and it's That's and I had never thought about it. I want to say fourteen to sixteen. Okay, okay let's yeah, see. something around there. Yeah. Well, and um, but no, I was joking about the direct-to-video thing, and I didn't think about it when we were talking about Disney Plus last time. For all of the good things, that is another a frightening thing of Disney Plus, though, is all of the shitty direct-to-video Pixar and Disney sequels. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, now you are going to see, like, joking, and it's like, you'll have that spinoff of Frozen. And it's like, but now they can do it and get it to people easier. They'll be like, yeah. do you want to see what Sven does when it gets warm? Because reindeer normally aren't in warm weather. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like Anna and Kristoff's honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, while well, you look up that about reindeer, okay, so that's the thing about Sven. Olaf, Olaf did a lot of people say Olaf grew the most in this movie. About I don't ten know. Ten years. Ten years? Yeah. Oh. oh. See, so there's Damn. no this is Finn like three. Like Christoph <laughs> has a problem. Oh. This is like no, Sven's great great grandson. Sven, Sven Yeah. I feel like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Snowball in the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. This is like the third time. I'm sorry, kids. <laughs> God, I hope I we like listeners, but now I hope kids aren't listening to that because yeah, this is the third spin. Well, and also they're heavy marijuana use, and it's so like that. (laughs) I wasn't as worried about that as killing the animated reindeer. Um, I don't think Olaf grew the most either because Olaf will always be Olaf. Right, he shouldn't have to grow. He's kind of like a mythical immortal. Well, I guess he's not immortal. Technically, I mean, yeah, he's bound by Elsa, as established in this movie. Yeah. I mean, okay, let's let's get away from the Olaf question because that was just before the, the overarching question: Is this a is this a darker Frozen? Is this a darker story for kids? No. Um, no, I think I think it, what it's doing it's doing a tween story because you look at at the age a lot of the kids would have been when they saw the first one, and I think. With Olaf, even though he's acting more mature and all that, he is acting like a tween. Because it's one of those, it's like, he knows just enough about the world to be like, alright, I have this shit figured out. Right. And that's, the kids who saw the first Frozen, now they're at that age. Yeah. And it also plays to them because they're smart enough to just kind of get their like, oh, I see what Disney's doing. Yeah. And it's... (laughs) But because he's tween, he gets to keep that childlike aspect, too, which appeals to new young audiences. And, you know, I don't think it's darker. You have to remember, in the original, um, Anna's first boyfriend was going to... He thought he killed her. He tried to kill Elsa on the ice with a sword. Um, uh, Olaf was literally melting to death 
you know, at one yeah. point at the end of Fro the original Frozen. So I don't think it was darker. I don't understand why people say that. See, I hadn't even heard people were saying it's darker. I think, so here's, here's where Some I think. Some people are saying. <laughs> people are saying, I'm hearing. Uh, to be fair, I've only heard it from you. I was going to say, are you pulling a Trump <laughs> right now? No, no, no. There's a whole articles about this because because there, there are a couple different things that I think did make it a little darker. Because Elsa and Anna split in the first one because Anna or Elsa was kind of a villain. I mean, she was the villain of the first one, you know. And it was she was like an accidental, right? But this was she was a less murderous kid, right? But she had, but they they had gotten back together, and their connection was the bond that put the last movie together and everything. So, they, so what I had heard is a lot of people it was the separation of Anna and Elsa almost where they at the point in the movie where they. Where Elsa is like, I got to do this alone. That alone for people is a loss, you know, a loss of a companion. Wait, that's what she did the first time she had a problem. Is she said, I got to go figure this shit out by myself. Yeah, but she was the villain the first one. This one they were on the same but side. But it also let Elsa get her own life because you look at it in Arendelle. Anna has uh, her time with Kristoff. Yeah. And Olaf's mostly with her. So Elsa, it's just like, you're antisocial. You don't want to be a queen. Right. But that's pretty much all you're doing all day. Right. So I, I, and I did like that about the movie, that it, it gives her something to do. Because it's like, yeah, she doesn't want to sit in the throne room. And I haven't thought about that until now. But it's, you look at everyone else around her, they kind of have their own stuff. Right. They'll hang out and play charades, which was a great scene. <laughs> but you look at, for the most part, it's like, yeah, she doesn't want to be there. Right. She didn't want to be queen in the first place. And now it's like... I'm glad you all like me, but I still don't want to be in this job. Well, right. and Anna was, you know, just not really. I mean, what was she doing even? Yeah, you know, with her time, she's not an idiot. She wasn't being used. Anna to had a tough go at this one, and let's look at some things that happened with Anna. She was <coughs> left in her mind by her boyfriend fiance. Who kept freaking her out? She was already panicky, but who kept freaking her out? She was rejected and pushed away by her sister. She was found. She found herself in a deep, dark trench tunnel that she had to climb her way out of. And on the way to get out of that tunnel, her magical snowman best friend flurried away into dust, which not only lost her best friend, but also confirmed to her that, oh yeah, my, that means my sister's dead. And she still, through all that, beat up, broken on the last, thinking everything's over, she gets up, she fights hard, she saves the day, and once again saves Elsa. To be fair, though, if it weren't for the deus ex machina in that scene, and I will give you this as far as a dark thing, is that at the one point where she's just pretty much resigned that she's going to die, yes. so you have the deus ex machina to get back up. That, I will say, was darker than I expected. I'm like, okay, wow. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be like, okay, freezing to death in this snow cave. Yeah. Until it's uh, until she saw the light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh, but you don't find that dark. You don't think that's darker than the first one. I think that I think it goes to a really, really dark place. No, I think it was equally dark. Interesting. From a kid's perspective, those are all scary things. All of it. But Elsa died for a long yeah, time, for like minutes. I, I like I, a half hour to an hour even. Now, see, I will say that is one big issue that I have with that part of the movie. She didn't die. She turned into ice. But I don't, and I... I get the implication, but... I, I don't think the movie, at least to me, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, quite established why that happened when she went down there. 
I, I so I, I, and I didn't get that. It's like so it's a memory machine that freezes you in carbonite. Yes. Like there was. Yeah. No, was there know. something to it that I wasn't getting? No, I don't know why they okay. froze her up there. Like she was supposed to be this kind. Of, oh, probably, probably because the magic was mad at her because of the stupid dam. The dam had to break, and that's what saved everybody is the breaking of the dam. So whatever it is. The reason that the magic was as wonky as it was was because of the dam and all of that. So it, they was pissed. The okay. magic, the magic's just like I'm gonna freeze you in carbonite, and then all every you're dead basically. Yeah, I don't so, know if that's still a great explanation, but it's better than what the movie like yeah. gives on the surface, which is no explanation. It's just like, hey, here's the past, and you're frozen now. Yeah, I. I don't like to think about that part too much because I don't accept your answer either. But that's why I said I'm like it's not one. great, but it's an answer. I'm like oh, other thing that Anna had to go through as well. She also had to find her parents' broken ship, confirming that yes, oh, I, just in case I wasn't sure my parents are dead, here's their broken down ship that shows that they are dead. She had a very tough trip. That scene also made no sense because of their ship. They were well, trying like they to got pulled inland or something, and that also. Because they, Explain. went down at deep sea so it doesn't make sense that you would get pulled inland because the tide's not going to pull you and that, that's me completely overthinking it but Maybe. that's it I'm like no, I, that's convenient to the oh I can explain why they froze Elsa you know why because water remembers no I know that that's why I was but saying she didn't still not die, a great explanation it's like you have now come up with two <laughs> do you automatic does everything freeze if it goes down there is it because she touched that particular cave thing or dropped in that hole? What was it? Well, no, I think it's specific. I think she's the only one who could get down there for them to freeze them. Only Nixon could go to China and only Elsa could go in the hole. Exactly. <laughs> See, she's gay. Anyhow, so... Um, I'm <laughs> sorry, kids. The third Finn... Or no, the third Sven. The third and, Sven. And Elsa's gay. So... So is Kristoff, then. But the water was trying to keep her from even getting out there. You know what I mean? Giant waves. It, yeah, I didn't understand that either. Why? Because like the water is pissed at her. The water killed her parents. Because water remembers. The whole point of this movie was but water. Water remembers. killed her parents, but also she. I mean, her parents killed. I get it, but her parents are half them too. So why are they mad at her personally? She's. Mixed between the two. Yeah, but her grandparent did it. <laughs> but be mad at, like, Kristoff oh, would have made more sense. No, it, it, it goes back to the dam. Actually, think about it. Because who does the dam truly affect? Of all the spirits, what is the one spirit that it truly affects? Water. The water. The water spirit. Yeah. So it makes sense that the sea is pissed at her. It makes sense that the ice in the cave is pissed at her. It makes sense that the water is pissed at her. And since they're controlling the water, that's why the fire thing goes crazy. Wind, I don't get it. Gale is a useless character that has doesn't even have a fucking avatar. The leaves blowing and stuff. And rocks, rocks get a crappy representation. Or Earth, because there's not just one giant well, dude. There's it, like seven of them. It was just really inconsistent representation. Yes. Yeah. That, that's what I didn't get. And it's like, all right, so what? fire we saw could do stuff. And rocks, it's like... Big rocks that could walk around, and that seems to be all you could do to manifest something. Right. Water could do waves. And be Gale a horse could do wind. that you can take off the water, yeah. I guess. Or was Maybe that's Gale. I don't know. No, water remembers, so it's a 
memory that she's able to, the water shows. A memory of what? A horse that drowned. I would just remember all sorts of interesting things to write at yeah. that point. I would remember. Like, here comes Elsa on her sea slug. It's literally that scene from uh, Guardians <laughs> 2. I'm going to make some weird shit. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so we get the end of the movie, and Anna and Elsa, Anna's the queen of Arendelle, and Elsa stayed up in the north and is, you know, being the Dr. Doolittle's spirit. Yeah. yeah. She just gets a better dress, you know. She looks way more comfortable. And so, and Anna looks adorable and still looks comfortable in all that ceremonial stuff. Slightly dominatrixy though. Yeah, she was kind of well, especially given the comment at the end about Kristoff. Yes, we yes. did. We discovered that Kristoff is a leather daddy, yeah. which feeds back into Frozen Three when Kristoff, you know, he has to get away on weekends to do errands and just happens to go up north. Telling you, it has been established from the first movie that Kristoff is weird, and they just ran with it instead of turning. It's been established that since the beginning of time, whenever there's been a story that involved two women that were considered slightly attractive, people fill it in with whatever wild dream they wish was happening. It's not really. It's a kid's story. <laughs> Don't overthink it. They literally said that Kristoff and the Ranger go against nature's laws. Yeah, because if that happened, that would go against nature's laws. They said a little outside of nature's Girl laws. Girl hooks up with so the just sister over ice the clothes type stuff? I, I think it's the sharing <laughs> carrots thing. Like, the food thing is the father's fault. <laughs> 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 I zoned out for just one second and come back into sharing carrots. You know, like, yes, they share thank their you. food, you know, like the reindeer will take a bite and then Christoph will take it. It's gross. It kind of grosses me out. But I, I just want the sequel with him and that guy. Like that's Disney needs to go in that direction. Yeah, I think it would be. I think you're right. If there was, uh, if they were intending to, to to address it, it would be way more on the nose. And you look at, in the uh, Norwegian settings for that, because one of the best things about uh, Brokeback Mountain, you know, Anglet. <laughs> Ang- one of the best things. Do you have a list? You should make oh. a video list of the great things. Oh, about no, Brokeback that's Mountain. actually next week's podcast. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> but you know, it's these wonderful seeping, uh, like sweeping scenic shots that Angley's good at. You do that in Frozen. And like the the beautiful frozen tundra, what songs? Kristoff <laughs> and his lover, Red Ranger in the nude. Name so why do you sing us a song from this movie, Chris? <laughs> this movie you prepared, go for it. What is your opening song of your Kristoff and uh, guy from the? I oh mean, we've been calling them like the indigenous people, which yeah, kind of feels it's, racist on yeah. its own level, but they're a made believe culture, so. I mean, not I don't think it is. I th- I had read somewhere it was based on like a real indigenous group of people that was from also a Scandinavian. See, and that's what I found area of some kind, and that <laughs> Disney actually signed this thing agreeing to like, I guess, kind of compensate them because in the first movie, that beginning, that opening song, it's it's really a song of some kind to a tribe somewhere in Scandinavia, and so it was a little. It was a little bit of an upset, but not, like, huge. Yeah, I'm trying to think just of how it is now. It'd probably be similar to what you have in, like, northern Russia and probably, like, Eurasian people like that. I'm overthinking it. Not Eurasian. Eurasian. 
All right. Well, you know what I'm going to say when like Europa. when like forty percent of the last things we talked about were races or specific races that these three white people have gone to the <laughs> end of the review of this movie. I actually I, I believe the, those people are white. Doesn't matter. White people aren't even allowed to talk about white people. No one. Okay. No one should talk about anyone. (laughs) We should all talk about fictional characters. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But it was just a good good tie-in to close off this. So I'm going to ask each of you what your overall thoughts were, and would you recommend a small child and an old man to see it? Chris, what were your thoughts? Would you both recommend this movie to a small child <laughs> and an old man? They don't necessarily have Why to go small together. Just to give the variance of like, you know. Well, I just I wanted. I to feel like we're learning a lot about you on this episode, James. I'm just thinking. So, small child, let's say it's on this side of, of the movie opinion right. scale. And then, like, is it only man because, like, woman's right here and then man's yeah, further yeah, out? It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The woman, I would say, is moderate. And she's in between to keep the small child away from the old man. Yeah. Because yeah. she's read the alerts for her neighborhood. Okay, okay. So. <laughs> so, would you take a small child? this? <laughs> what would you, or an old man? Small, we'll play small child or old man. So if you had to pick a big guest to take with you to this movie, Chris, would it be a small child or an old man? I'd go with the old man because he's more likely to have a job. And... If, you know, I'd like to have something nice to eat before we go to the movies. So uh, I, I, I gave you a choice of a small child and an old man, and you went with, like, well, the one that I clearly would want to date would be the old man. <laughs> well, you're you asking, didn't say date. No, no you're it's asking, it's Wait a minute. <laughs> but how would answering I'd rather date a small child be better? That, that was the point, yes. No. no, no, you went with the right answer regardless. <laughs> He wants him to buy him dinner. <laughs> going he from to, racism to this. <laughs> he doesn't want. He doesn't want to pay for the small child's dinner. He wants the old man to buy his yes. dinner. Yeah, that's smart that's, and legal. You know what? So. The old man probably appreciates the company. Yes, he, well, his kids don't call that often anymore. <laughs> 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 that sounds like something that's happened. I don't. I can't tell you, but it sounds. <laughs> Like you had that conversation with I don't know. Maybe that's weird. That's weird. Nancy, <laughs> who do you go to the movie? Who do you go to see Frozen? <laughs> a small child or old man? Okay, so. <laughs> Still old man. And this wow. is why. I, have a I don't want to be the only person that says I want to take a small child to a movie, but someone should say that. Because no. It isn't. Okay, continue. Two Explain. Why they don't let you go to the theater. Well, clarify what do you consider a small child? I don't know, like two, three foot one? <laughs> you need three foot. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. <laughs> I don't even know what happened there. Wow. That was a tangent. Yeah. It's a small children. <sighs> okay, no, sorry. I will tell you. I, you were asking me. Okay. The reason small I child sh- or old man? Old man, because. Damn. I don't. smoke so much weed. That was crazy. I do not believe. 
I don't like taking small children to the movie theater, <laughs> quite honestly. And that's all there is to it. I'm you not, like taking small children. I'm not judging other people for taking small children to see movies, especially children's movies. Don't get me wrong. I'm perfectly happy to sit in a movie theater and ignore other people's kids because their sounds don't bother me or whatever. But I personally don't want to have to be responsible for somebody like a two or three year old while trying to enjoy a movie. It's, I mean, I, I could do that for free at home with, you know, little kids. So I feel like <laughs> there's a cutoff age with little, like, kids that I know, I guess. <laughs> that doesn't sound better. No, no. Well, that's all right, because I'll take your answer, because I have to be the third one to answer this, and because it's a children's movie, I'm going to answer I take the little kid with me to the movie. Why? Well, because I... What little kid? I don't know. One who wants to see the movie... <laughs> No. If you hang outside the supermarket, you should have phrased this question. Would you recommend this for a small child or no? I think the way that I asked it it is so much funnier. Nobody is going to pick small child. I just did. I made it all right. Always do whatever. (laughs) With you, like if there's a choice, it's small child. (laughs) So as you can hear, we recommend you take two old men and one small child with you and go see. Frozen 2, it's quite an adventure. Um, but with that, yeah, it was a good movie. People, go yeah. see it. it. Disney, Disney, it was a yeah. it was a really well-played-out sequel. Good, good movie, good music. Yeah. Just, it was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was a good time. Um, well, Chris and Nancy, thank you so much for coming along. Man, that last, like, ten minutes of that is just going to be giggling. You know, so, um, and drool, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was a funny segment. Uh, oh. like a good Friday party. Oh, tell you what. So, um... <laughs> well, this is, After all that talk about indigenous I, people, happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to feel... Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a good thing to say yeah. the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. Well, I don't know if the indigenous people love Thanksgiving. No, I know. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> okay. Seriously. Yeah, that, that makes so much more sense. Yes. 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 All right, we're going to end it now because it's just, it's just gone crazy. You're saying we should let it go. We should let it go. Oh, bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Mahai Podcast Reviews. For comments or sponsorship inquiries, please contact us at themilehighpodcast at gmail.com. That is themilehighpodcast at gmail.com.